can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Giants fans, welcome to Big Blue All Year, the podcast that brings you New York football Giants content all year long. While your hosts toe tap the line between podcast professionals and a bunch of fanatics talking shit at the end of the bar. Tonight's episode of Big Blue All Year is not brought to you by anyone. Insert sponsor here. Don't forget to follow on Twitter at Big Blue All Year and rate and subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Adult content ahead, because you know we're doing it live! Giants fans, last week I asked you a question, and I shall ask it again, but with a little less sarcasm. Are you not entertained? The G-Men got their first win, and in this division, that means we are playing meaningful football. And if you're out there lamenting the idea that we aren't in the tank for Trevor sweepstakes, first off, fuck you. Second off, you're an idiot. And thirdly, please, for the love of God, keep listening. We love you and your insane, but in this specific case, misplaced passion for Giants football. Back to business. Dallas got crushed by the Cardinals on Monday night. The boys in blue have a chance to win on Thursday and be in a tie for first place in the division. We're excited. We know you're excited. So before we break down the Eagles game, let's get through some headlines. And for that, we get into a segment that lets my distinguished partner stick on a headline to talk about it or kick it to the next one. So, big. Uh, Disciple. You. Answer me that age-old playground taunt. Are you kicking it or are you sticking it? First up, Giants injury report. Sterling Shepard is practicing and has 21 days to return to the active roster after being activated from IR. Darius Slayton and Deion Lewis limited, but probable. CJ Board's vicious injury from Sunday looks to be only a concussion. Adrian Colbert with a shoulder and Darnay Holmes with a neck injury did not practice Monday and are likely out on a short week. But lastly, Tay Crowder, Mr. Irrelevant's hamstring has officially been moved to the IR. All right, first off, Awesome news about CJ Board. Happy to hear that it's just, you know, a concussion. Took a scary hit on Sunday. But also a bummer to hear about the MVP from last game, Tay Crowder, going on that IR. Hate to see it. He's got a hamstring injury. Hopefully it's just a short-term couple-week injury, and you know, we'll get him back. But uh, it's nice to hear Sterling uh, could be back and could help Danny Dimes this week. But let's get it. I kick it. Eagles put out estimated injury report with 11 players on it ahead of Thursday night's game. Officially out, starting running back Miles Sanders, tight end Zach Ertz, and that's not even to mention the multiple offensive linemen on the IR, such as Jason Peters. Doubtful, defensive lineman Malik Jackson, probable, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, and a whole bunch of questionable with starting middle linebacker Duke Riley, cornerback Avante Maddox, wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey, and tackles Lane Johnson and his replacement, Jack Driscoll. You know what? I'm going to kick this because no matter what injuries any other team has, they always seem to have our number anyway. So Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Veteran defensive end Jabal Sheard signed off the Jacksonville Jaguars practice squad and will take Tate Crowder's roster spot. Uh, yeah, you know, that news just came out just a couple of minutes ago. We're staying up to date. 
You like what he sees. It's a nice player for depth. He's a veteran, 51 and a half sacks in 10 years. You know, five tacks for a loss last year. He knows Patrick Graham and Joe Judge. Uh, won't be playing this week, so let's kick it. I kick it. Yes, they say that there is nothing guaranteed in life, but death, taxes, and Eagles fans acting like savages. And in their first opportunity to have fans back in the stadium, they yet again prove that saying correct. You know what? These are just classic Philly scumbags. My brother went to college in Philly and went to a Giants Eagle game like 10 years ago, and a fan hawked a loogie on him and started a fight, and my brother ended up getting ejected because of it. So, fuck him. Let's kick it. Joe Judge clarifies the Andrew Thomas benching while expressing support for the young left tackle, citing that he was late for a meeting and it was not an indictment of his performance on the field. However, his replacement, Matt Parrott, was the highest graded player for the Giants offense, according to Pro Football Focus, with an 89.7 overall rating, including a 93.4 rating in the run block department, giving up one pressure on 11 pass block snaps. All right. I'm going to stick this one. Uh, Matt Pert, as it is correctly pronounced, I learned today, as we've been saying, Pert, uh, did an excellent job. Uh, he His pass blocking wasn't great. However, you got to love what you see out of a third-round pick. Uh, I don't – a lot of people are saying, well, why don't you just put him at left tackle, put Thomas at right tackle? And I would almost rather – uh, Parrot take right tackle just because Andrew Thomas, I feel like he's just a kid. He's still learning. I feel like that could destroy his confidence if he's moved from left tackle at this point. Maybe I'm just like overthinking it. I don't know, but I don't know. I like, I'd like to see uh Parrot take over for Cam Fleming. I mean, you want to have both of those tackles in it both at, at a time and you want them to grow together. That's, that's what an offensive line needs, cohesion, time, and yeah. He stuck the landing. That does it for this week's headlines. And now, a word from our non-sponsors. Tonight's episode of Big Blue All Year is not brought to you by FX's newest show. It's always shitty in Philadelphia. It's 8.20 p.m. on a Thursday in Philadelphia. After being kicked out of Lincoln Financial Field during the Ravens game, Dennis and the gang attempt to sneak in for Thursday night football. Watch episode one as Mac attempts to scale the facade. Charlie recounts all of their wonderful experiences at Eagles games over the years, from throwing snowballs at Santa Claus, beating up the Chief Z mascot, cheering career-ending injuries, throwing D batteries at players, or, like last week, punching fans in the face during a global pandemic. It's always shitty in Philadelphia. Big Blue All Year's Week 7 non-sponsor. And now, back to the show. All right, gentlemen. Is this the week this defense exerts dominance? I think we've been all been thrilled with how they've been playing. But this is the third week in a row that the Giants are going up against an offensive line that is, frankly, missing multiple day one starters. Something that would absolutely decimate the Giants, but I digress. And I do realize that Lane Johnson might be able to play. And look, Jason Kelsey at center is still a stud. But otherwise, they're devastated up front. So between the lack of the O-line depth, missing their starting tight end, running back, having a clusterfuck of who knows what at wide receiver, are we feeling good about this matchup? What's going on? 
All right. Well, the burger wants to start off, I guess, with defense then, because you said, you know, the offensive line is decimated. They've lost their number one and number two tight end now in Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. And Miles Sanders isn't playing. So let's discuss the defense and the Giants defense to everyone's surprise. The season has been playing way above expectations, especially handed to them by like what experts and critics have been saying before the season even started. This is not supposed to be, I think we're top 12, top 15 unit right now. But with that being said, Giants defense needs to continue to do on Thursday what they have been doing all season. And I'm going to list three things, boys, and then I'll let you guys chime in. So one, I think we need to keep controlling the line of scrimmage and containing those big runs. You know, like we said in our pre-pods with the defensive line, it's the biggest strength on this team. They need to keep holding the line and penetrate for tackles for loss. Simple. Especially with the offensive line that's this decimated, they just got to keep forcing pressure. And then they got to keep limiting chunk plays. That's number two. Make like nothing downfield, you know. We can't let these receivers get by us. I know they just got Deshaun Jackson possibly back and Alshon Jeffrey. And not to mention Travis Fulgham, or should I say Fogel? Chica, chica, yeah. So I think uh, he went to Dartmouth. <laughs> I don't know. I just think um, number three is the Giants pass rush has to keep showing up like it has been lately. Patrick Graham needs to keep dialing up creative blitz schemes to get this Eagles offense who potentially could be dangerous this week, you know, a little um, off their game. And I think if we do those three things, there shouldn't be any reason why, you know, we're not controlling them on defense and then gives the offense a chance, which has been struggling this year, you know, make some plays for us. What do you guys think? I feel you like you're, you're, uh, explanation is just like kind of watered down burger i i don't know i, I feel like i can't trust the giants i to to win this game i don't know just the, the history is not with us man i hate it i hate the way that things are trending against philadelphia since the ben mcadoo era i believe that's the last time they won the year they made the playoffs the last time they beat philly burger bubby I really love the optimism. I think Disciple hit the nail on the head. It's like, oh, if we do this and da 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 da, we'll be fine. Where is why? Again, why are we optimistic about the Giants D? I mean, you do realize that we're playing against the Boston Scott of the world, who has absolutely torn the Giants defense up for the last, I guess, last year, crushing us. I mean, we're down, the Giants are down to two healthy outside linebackers. You know, I, I mean, the Eagles put up 28 points against one of the best teams in the league, though, against the Ravens. Like, where <laughs> How are we going to stop them? With Kyle Fackrell. <laughs> Enough Not said. Heady, it's headly. No, I think <laughs> they're going to have to get creative, man, because it's it's not, you know, their they're, options are kind of dwindling now. You got Zimenez out. Carter out for the year. Crowder, at least three weeks. At least David Mayo's back. Not that he's a coverage guy, but that at least shores up the inside position. No, that's true. So you got Blake Mayo. You got I want I think we're gonna see a little bit more of Cam Brown, Penn State coming into fucking Philly. It's gotta be him or Carter Hawkins. They they got a couple snaps. I think they're gonna get a little bit more. I'm not gonna lie. Do you think it. we're going to see some more four, three fronts? Like knowing that, you know, BJ Hill, Austin Johnson have both been disruptive when they're on the field for the giants. Like, do we switch formations a little bit against this team and, and where our strength is, is in the big beefies up front. Uh, you know, I, I would love to say that we're going to play more nickel, but with Darnay Holmes beat up too, 
you know, who's to say we got the 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 people on the back end? I because I, I certainly don't want to see any more of Corey Ballantyne or uh, Isaac Yadam than we already have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and fucking Yadam, totally off subject. But why did we give up a seventh round pick for that shit? Needed the depth, I understand, but damn, there's nobody we else. Just, we could have gave up Mister Irrelevant again next year. The, well, lastly, again, I, as I feel that your your passion about the Giants' defense is a little lacking in any actual metric evidence here. I mean, the Eagles' wide receiver core could be back to full strength. Like, Alshon Jeffrey could play. Deshaun J- Jackson could play. This Travis Fulgham guy, as we talked about, is emerging. Like, we could all of a sudden, you know, the Giants could be playing a team that, despite their woes on the offensive line, could all of a sudden actually have weapons for, you know, a much maligned Carson Wentz, but like this dude gets, gets it done a lot of times, you know, I mean, Hey, they're one in one. He can absolutely beat the giants. I mean, he almost beat fucking Baltimore last week. I mean, last year, think about it. They were playing, they were playing like a converted quarterback at wide receiver, like something heard. I forget what his name is um, last year against the giant. Uh, Greg Ward, I think was the guy like they literally had nobody and the only person we had to guard was a tight end, and we couldn't do that. And the Giants still lost the game at the end of the season last year. So, like, again, I, I posit to you again, Berger, why do you seem so nonchalant about the Giants' defensive dominance? Because Carson Wentz doesn't scare me, you fool. You wit. The man has nine interceptions, and there's already three other fumbles on that offense. That's 12 turnovers in, what are we, week seven now? So that's six weeks where they have averaged two turnovers a game. And the Giants How many does Daniel Jones have? But y'all don't say that. Irrelevant. <laughs> erroneous. Erroneous on both the <laughs> Well, okay. That's an excellent uh, segue then. So Berger is confident about the defense. There are some reasons to be so. Uh, the Eagles are absolutely decimated across the board, but their wide receiver uh, depth could get healthy, and Boston Scott has hurt us in the past. But, you know, uh, Disciple – you just mentioned, you know, talk to me about Daniel Jones's uh, uh, turnover woes. How are we feeling about the other side of the ball? Um, you know what? I don't know, man. They still they're still pretty healthy on the defensive line, dude. Fletcher Cox is going to be going up against Will Hernandez. You like that matchup? Because I don't. Fletcher Cox is a known giant killer. Got still Brandon Graham. Malik Jackson's doubtful. Derek Barnett, like these guys, these are players, man. I don't know. So, you know, I need to see. And because of that, you almost got to think that like, like last week, I thought that the game plan was very like run centric. You know, these guys have great pass rushers. We need to get ourselves out of any possible passing situations unless we absolutely need to. That's why Daniel Jones only threw the ball 12 times. There's a science to this. Wait, only 12? I thought it was 19. You only completed yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's 19 oh, there. Was it? All right. You know what? Shaman, we just made your life easier. There you go. No, well, he only had 112 yards. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, disciple of whom roasted. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that was instant gratification for you guys. Fuck you. Yeah, we were, we were ready for that one. <laughs> I mean, do, I need to see more out of Evan Ingram, or you might as well just trade him. It's getting Preach. fucking ridiculous. It's getting fucking ridiculous, man. It's goddamn ridiculous. He's like, as John Wayne once say, 
once said, he said, God, he's been dead for like 40 years. <laughs> yeah, we'll try to get him anyways. Yeah. He'd roll over in his grave if he heard that. It's been getting to be goddamn ridiculous. Sorry. Yeah, how that how we be... didn't deploy him against the 30th ranked Redskins? Uh, oh, sorry, Washington no names uh, defense last week. Like Caden Smith and Evan Ingram, how are they not factored into that game plan more? Like I, it it baffles me. Like you're right, we're not going to use them. Fucking trade them. Well, There's I mean, no it's also that. like, are they like decoys? Like. I don't know because you're, you're. I mean, obviously the defense is looking at them. Run. Obviously the defense is looking at Evan Ingram, being like, "Dude, this guy can fucking shred us if he gets us right. We need to keep all eyes on him." But there's no fucking all Saquon Barkley in the backfield to you know. You got Devontae Freeman, who's who's getting better week by week. I have to say, he really is starting to run with a fucking purpose now. Yeah, it's better than fucking Wayne Gallman. I mean, dude. I don't know. Yeah, you hate Wayne Goleman. You're such a hater. He is such a hater. But un- unfortunately, as much as I have wanted to defend him, and I think anytime he's on the field, he plays well for the Giants, so I don't really understand. But this is now two completely different coaching staffs who get to see him day in and day out that have completely relegated him to the bench when we have had injuries to our all-world running back. So I, I am just as perplexed by it as as you are, or perhaps not as much as Perker, who hates him. But – I don't know. I, these guys see him every single day. There's, there's got to be something that, you know, the Giants brass are seeing that we don't. I just don't get it. But Ooh, can I pose you guys a question? Do we think that Sterling Shepard sees over 50% of snap count this week? Or Thursday, sorry. I um, would say probably not, in my, in my opinion. And if that's the case, do we think he's going to have – an impact if he's only playing that much is he maybe more of a decoy yeah i would say so but you got darius slay on darius slayton right they're gonna be going against each other that's cute that is very cute and that's not good because darius slay is also balling out this year yeah especially and darius slayton slayton. yeah yeah he's he's really working through that foot injury i, I will uh give kudos i don't know what if this is like a breakout game for fucking austin mack man i don't know there's he, not too many other options. Golden Tate is you expect a big now. game out of Tate? <laughs> not anymore. I'm over it. Yeah, Tate's finished. Tate man. Is just... But also, when you you only throw the ball 19 times or whatever it was, and you know, I mean, talk about using guys for decoys. Decoys for what? We don't have anybody else who could catch a goddamn ball. The uh, but well, okay. Uh, well, uh, here's a, a stat I read today. Daniel Jones has only thrown the ball downfield quote-unquote downfield, uh, 11 times this year. Very interesting when you read all about the type of offensive scheme that you thought uh, Garrett was going to bring to the Giants, this Eric Coriel, uh, you know, concepts with. But that then again, is it really that crazy when you have one of the worst offensive lines and no run game, do you really have the opportunity to throw downfield? Like, there's no time. Nor do the Giants have the offensive weapons to support that kind of attack. So, you know, interesting stat. You hope to see more of it, but what's the reality on the field? Like, is that even a reasonable expectation for this group of, uh, of players on the field? For the yeah, honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, but they're, I don't know. Their defense is, isn't great. In fact, Giants defense is better by a little bit. Are we, are we talking, um, if the Eagles are, I'm talking about the Giants offense versus going to have, Let's let's be real here. The Eagles are probably going to just like straight up bundle us on defense. 
I wouldn't expect the Giants to get maybe over 18 points this week. So we better hold them to 13 and win. All right. Let me jump in here. You know, hold on a second. You know, Burger, usually I like toasting you, but I, I will admit, despite your nonchalant casualness about your optimism for the Giants defense, I do tend to agree with you. I call it blind optimism, but I really do think this is the fucking week that the Giants D finally actually takes advantage of having a talent advantage over against, uh, against a team. And, you know, the Giants, I believe, have are uh, in like top half of the league, like 15th or so in the league in sacks. And I mean, we are going up against a decimated front. So, yeah, we got to shut down this run game, force Carson Wentz into some long downs and hopefully win the turnover battle. But, you know, Disciple, I've been hearing a lot from you about what you don't know. Uh, I'm I'm listening to this podcast because I want to hear what you know. And what I fucking know is that the Giants need to establish the running game. The Eagles are giving up 125.5 yards a game. Uh, interestingly enough, that is the same stat as the New York Jets. So huh. a really phenomenal company to be in. So I, I think that is where we need to exploit. We'll be talking about this. It's possibly it's possible Golden Tate is washed up. Darius Slayton has a not a great matchup against a premier cornerback, and he himself is hurt. Sterling Shepard, if he's back, might not play that many snaps and could be a decoy. Evan Ingram, we can't figure out how the fuck to use. So, like, what weapons in the passing game do we have? This is a game where we need to continue to commit to the rushing attack. Lean on Freeman. I hope to see Deion Lewis in the game. I hope to see Daniel Jones break off a nice one, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Matt Perr playing left tackle. Entirely possible. But, you know, know. again, their defensive line's got people. Fletcher Cox, Malik Jackson, if he plays, Barnett, Brandon Graham, these are all capable linemen. But I think similar to what we talked about the other week is that they're not giant run-clogging guys. They're a little bit more athletic. They're more pass rushers. So we got to keep Daniel Jones in third and manageable because that's when bad things happen behind a bad offensive line with bad receiving options and a tr- an itchy trigger finger quarterback who's got turnover issues. So on the rock, keep it in third and short. I think the Giants can win some of these matchups. Well, shit, I hope so, man. Because I'm fucking – listen, I'll say one thing about last year with the Giants, and it's like uh, it was week 17, I believe it was the last week of the season. The Eagles came up to uh, MetLife Stadium – and I have to say, it was like fucking 40% Giant fans. It was sickening. I never want to see that site ever again. So we need to get back to winning. Because I'm sick of everybody selling their seats to the team down the turnpike. Well, Disciple, whether that was intentional or not, and finally something you do know about, and that is attending Giants games, but... Let's get into what the F would that look like. And then that's our segment where each week we posit a hypothetical and discuss what the F the world would look like if that were to come true. In a world where the Giants smack down the Eagles in prime time on Thursday night and where the crumbling Cowboys take an L to Ron Rivera's Washington football team this Sunday. What the fuck would it look like if the New York football giants were tied for the division lead? Ooh, wee! Ooh! That is a COVID year, baby! Two wins, and we are tied for a division spot. 
against a team that just lost their starting quarterback and that we barely lost to, that has got me excited. I don't give a shit what everybody else says, but if I am watching meaningful Giants football for the rest of the year with a chance to actually host a fucking playoff game, and who knows, maybe by January we'll be allowed into MetLife Stadium to watch us get most likely destroyed by, you know, whoever is <laughs> there, but that's, that's, that's a January problem. What this would look like is me jacking shit and making an ass out of myself on Zoom calls with my colleagues because I am going to be jacked up, boys. <laughs> be like Ari Gold on a fucking call. Jacked. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's going to be a, a horse race, man. I really like the sound of it. I mean, dude, everybody sucks. Everybody's got a shot. Why not the Giants, man? Seriously, when's well, the last time it was Halloween and you weren't looking at the draft? Instead, you're looking at playoffs. 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 Dude, it's like my brother like heard you guys talking. He just gave me a call and I was like, like I hand him the middle of his pod, but he's <laughs> like probably like, oh, Giants two wins? Is that possible? Come on, boys, tell me more. Well, no, the crazy thing is, is if they go to the playoffs, then they automatically have, like, the 18 pick, regardless of record. But honestly, fuck that. What it would mean for this young team to make the playoffs, first year of Joe Judge's career, I don't give a fuck what the record is. You win the division, you get in. That's the rules. And we're just playing by it. We don't make them. Where are you going with this? (laughs) I think what he's saying is that it might, you know, look, this team. It will will absolutely destroy the draft position of the Giants if they win. But, but who cares? Fuck that. Because guess what? You're gonna have a new. Uh, actually, you might not if they win the division. <laughs> but yeah. if they if they go seven and nine and win the division, I don't know, man. Hey, seven and nine, even seven and nine is kind of a stretch right now. Five five and eleven is gonna win this division. Everyone knows it. I mean, Berger, it is by mathematically the, possible, guy, right, Berger? By the transitive property, the Eagles lost to the Washington Football Team. The Giants won against the Washington Football Team. Therefore, ipso facto. The Giants will beat the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday Night Football. I believe that. That's, it's that's, that's not how this algorithm works. <laughs> yeah, that's science, man. Yeah, everybody knows. You got better odds of taking the red or the blue pill, but what do I know? You can go down that rabbit hole if you like. I've been running the spreadsheets for hours and putting it through advanced analytics, and I certainly believe that the Giants will win on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, Mr. White. Yes, science. Well, I guess that gets us into four down territory. And that is our segment when you know the game is on the line and you're going for it. These are your top four matchups that will decide the game. I got first down and I'm going with Jalen Hurts versus the Giants defensive awareness. So look, this is something that has hurt us over the years. And I think the Eagles, maybe by necessity, are starting to figure out that they have this guy that they more or less wasted a pick on, you know, whatever, who is an athletic freak and they are lacking weapons. And you saw it against the Ravens. I mean, he was effective. I mean, he rushed for 23 yards and it showed some serious speed with a 20 yard run on his first carry. You know, you bring this guy off the bench. I mean, Carson Wentz is even quoted about talking about it. It puts stress and stress uh, pressure, excuse me, on the opposing defense when you have to account for some of these gadget and trick plays. Peterson is not a coach who's afraid to, to do weird things. And 
you know, you look at how Daniel Jones, we've been talking about, you need to get him running to, to slow down the pass rush. Well, they can do that right back to us with some of these weird looks. So I think we need to be focused on our assignments and our outside and our gap protection. You got Marcus Golden out there who has been victimized on sort of losing containment on some of these outside runs. You see him trying to get after the passer. So I'm a little bit worried about that. I think, you know, one of the keys is we shut down yet another weapon that the Eagles have, and it's really going to come down to Patrick Graham's scheme and how aware is this very young Giants defense against some of these gadget plays with Jalen Hurts in the game. All right, for second down, I mentioned him before. I got to mention him again because he's going to be a big factor, a huge test for us. Fletcher Cox versus the interior offensive lineman on the New York Giants. So that's Will Hernandez, Nick Gates, mostly. You might see a little bit of Kevin Zeitler as well. A little bottle of spermicidal loop. Just kidding. <laughs> but, all right, this – I feel like, dude, Hernandez and Nick Gates cannot catch a fucking break here because they're just going back to back to back to back with tough, tough assignments, and they're not doing terrible. So you know what? Like, I don't know. I I, I got to see what it is. I'm just saying the history says that Fletcher Cox is probably going to have a great game. That's just what I think, but that's a huge, huge battle in the game of matchups that we're going to see Thursday night. Oh, disciple. I don't know what I would do if I, without your spermicidal lube, wouldn't be able to handle your two-inch dick without your spermicidal lube. Uh, for third down, sorry, folks. Let me just get back on target here. We're going to talk Boston Scott versus David Mayo. It was originally Tay Crowder until he was put on the IL today. Or IR, sorry. Uh, and I swear to God, if Boston Scott tears us a new asshole like he did in December, like I'm going to fucking lose it. 19 carries, 54 yards, and three touchdowns. And, oh, wait, he had four catches for another 84 yards. So let's, like, do better. And he's got David Mayo, who has come back for one game. I don't think he played that much last week. He's going to slide back in next to Blake with Mayo out, and hopefully he's able to keep up with that speed of that Boston scat. Uh, All all right. right. Disciples going twice this week. I got fourth down as well, and guess what that is? Carson Wentz versus the Giants' third down defense. Carson Wentz is actually pretty good on third down. The Eagles are, I want to say, above 30% on third down conversions. Pretty sure Giants are somewhere around dead last in giving up third down conversions. I never trust this defense if it's third and 35. I know the offense is getting 37. I just do. So that is a huge, huge uh, factor in winning this game is going to be getting the Carson Wentz and the Eagles offense off the field on third down. I mean, Disciple has been huge all pod with these segues for me because that gets us right into huge predictions. That is the segment where each week we offer our huge predictions for the upcoming Giants game. This week's huge prediction is not brought to you by Facilo Automotive but we are very much still working on it. Are you sensing a theme here, people? So if anybody knows their VP of marketing or ability himself, please hit us up on Twitter at Big Blue all year. So the burger's huge. And honestly, raw prediction, because folks, I just ate an entire raw onion as fancy football punishment for getting under 65 points this week. But nonetheless, my prediction is the Giants hold the Eagles to under 70 yards. And that means Boston Scott, you can take a goddamn seat. Disciple, what you got? You mean 70 yards rushing, right? 
Oh, did I say passing? No, you just said total yards, which would be crazy. Well, <laughs> That's a huge right. prediction. <laughs> no, he's well, he thanks for clarifying. I got you. Back bro. to you, Bob. Okay, Bob. so my huge prediction is that the Giants defense is going to get six sacks on that tattered offensive line. Let's go. Well, that's one more than five. It was wrote on the sheet. Wow. He's going off script, guys. We're doing what? The, all right. My huge prediction. I am calling my shot. The winner of Thursday night's game will be crowned the NFC East champion by season's end. This is a big one. So get hyped, fans. Why not be big blue? Let's go. Shoot your shot. Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. Oh, Billy, this is a big one. So if you haven't figured it out by now, folks, we are possessed by the spirits that reside in 1925 Giants Drive. But hey, even they make mistakes. So let's exercise tonight's demons with the shot. What's going on, guys? I want to hit first... We got to talk about the Daniel Jones turnovers. It's a fact of life. He has seven so far this year. Six interceptions and one fumble. Burger, I have to go after you hard. You don't have a computer for weeks, and the day you get a computer, your internet sucks? What's going on, man? And Disciple, don't lump them in with you. Max says parrot five seconds before you learned it, apparently. All right, all you dreamers and creamers. Let's end tonight with the fact that the Eagles just simply aren't aware. The Giants are young. They're aggressive. They're improving. New York. Football. Giants. Get out of that. For Burger, the Disciple, the Shaman, I'm Mac. We're big all year. Good night. Show it.